Hey everyone, welcome to Southern Dippity. I am author Amanda Umfress. And I'm Jeff Umfress. It's been a while. It's been a while, that's right. Where you been? I've been busy dealing with life. What have you been doing? I've been busy with life. Yeah. Three kids, a dog. Yep. Job. Yep. I've been traveling way a lot. Yes, lots of travel. How was it at home while it's gone? Um, Challenging. (laughs) (laughs) Did you survive? Always survive. I'm a survivor. Survivor. (laughs) You've been having to deal with the kids a lot lately, right? I do. I do. I have a hard life. (laughs) I know you don't. You're blessed. I am blessed. All right. (laughs) All right. So today we're going to talk a little bit about cooking. We promised when we did our intro that we would talk about recipes and some things that we've learned over the years with my great cooking skills. I'll, you know, I'll share those. Yeah. Your great cooking skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know everybody will believe that, won't they? I don't know about that. All right. So today we're going to talk about the best Southern biscuits. We're going to talk about mashed potatoes and gravy. I do make some great mashed potatoes and gravy. You do? Well, I don't make the gravy. Yeah, you can't make gravy. But I can make the potatoes. Get it out of a jar, though. It's pretty good. Oh, please. Leave me alone. And then we're going to talk about pintos. We're going to talk about... Country fried steak and gravy. Country fried steak and gravy. That's a lot of gravy going on. Yeah, well, gravy goes good on everything. (laughs) (laughs) you gotta have a biscuit to sop it up with that's right gravy's good all right so let's start with the country fried steak yeah i mean this is something my mama used to make i used to watch her make this on uh saturdays because my mama would make uh every sunday after uh church we would go to my mama's house to eat uh right after i mean there was no going home it was go straight to mama's and eat and sometimes some of the cousins would go by and change clothes. Well, my mom wouldn't let anybody eat until uh, every cousin, aunt, uncle got there, which drove us crazy as kids. <laughs> so y'all actually got to sit there and smell the smells yes. while other people went home and, you you know, they did their thing. Yeah, and then... <laughs> they go home, change clothes, whatever they got to do and wind up killing time. Uh, and just about drove us crazy. Now we're not eating, not till they all get here. And uh, boy, she was serious about it too. Goodness. Yeah. And nobody, the adults, nobody. You didn't go against my mom. <laughs> but on Saturdays, I used to watch her prepare some of her food for Sunday. And one of my favorite meals uh, is a country fried steak. So what you do is you just go get that cheap minute steak that's been through that grinder or whatever, or tenderizer, not a grinder, tenderizer. But you guys know what I'm talking about. It's minute steak. It's cheap. Uh, it's really simple to make, but it's delicious. And I mean, what you do is you just get you some salt and pepper and salt and pepper each piece of the the steak and then you uh you it, salt and pepper it before you do anything else yes you put it on the raw meat okay the, you know that's how i do it and then you can put a little salt and pepper in your flour which i'm going to next um and then if you wanted to make egg wash you can i personally don't i just have my flour there after i put the salt and pepper on it and i dredge it in flour really good and i try to use peanut oil when i can uh, but you can use olive oil. You can use about any oil, canola oil. It doesn't matter. And you get a cast iron skillet is key. If you don't have cast iron, it just may not be right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> We've talked about the cast iron skillet. Yeah. It is an important element to Southern cooking. Yes, a big cast iron skillet if you got yep. it. 
And uh, I, that one we got, I think we put about four of those little a minute steaks in we there did. one time. And what you do is you fry them real good and brown. You know, you don't overcook them. Um, in the meantime, before that, you need to prep uh, a uh, large can of uh, cream of mushroom soup and a uh, packet of Lipton onion soup mix, or just a knockoff onion soup mix. And that's it. Uh, if you want it just a little bit runny, you can add just a hair of water, and uh, you want to mix that up really good. So you have that mixed up in a bowl. What you do now, you place ever how many pieces of steak in a big old casserole dish. Uh, so you say you place those four steaks in the uh, casserole dish, and then you just simply pour that... Uh, liquid the uh um lipton onion soup mix you know with a mm -hmm. cream of mushroom you pour that over it and you uh cover it with tinfoil and you don't bake this guys i mean that your steak your beef's already done so there's no need to panic you know it's already done and it just needs to simmer so you can maybe put it on like 250 or so you got to cook that because that steak that it's a cheaper cut of meat but it's a tougher cut of meat and so you don't want to overcook it uh and you don't want to undercook it either, but but you definitely putting the tinfoil over helps kind of steam it. And so I'd say probably about 30 minutes to 45 minutes, just depends. You can That's go a out. long process. Uh, well, yeah, no, it's a good meal, but yes, well, it took a while. I mean, I'm just what I'm telling you. This this good food, you have to put love into it in time. <laughs> you don't just go make this just to make it. If you want it done right, uh that's what you do. You take the time because when it's done right, you take your uh, helping of uh, steak and gravy and set it down. And then you take a little bit of that gravy and put on your mashed potatoes. And if it's done right, you don't need a, uh, you know, a steak knife. You just need a fork and it will cut in two. And I mean, you talk about some good eating right there and good leftovers. This steak the next day is just as good, maybe better than it was the day before. And, wow. uh, oh yeah. You remember when I made that steak sandwich, you know, yep. get out some loaf bread the next day and toast you a couple of pieces of bread, put a little mayo on it and just put that piece of steak uh, on it. Oh mayo. my gosh. <laughs> oh man. It's good stuff though. But no, that was, that was one of my favorites watching my mom cook uh, for Sunday dinner. And what about the pintos? Ah, pinto beans. Now, look, before the Instapot uh, or crock pots were real popular, Memo had crock pots, but she didn't she didn't trust in them, you know, as much as some people. But you the key to pinto beans, you have to you have to soak those jokers the night before. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a, what I've learned in my career. You have to soak them all night. And that's what I do. I take a bowl and I take about three cups of pinto beans and I take a large bowl and I fill it up with water and then those beans will absorb as much water as possible and that's what you want then you want to get a colander the next day and uh rinse those off real good and make sure that they uh you know that there's no dirt or anything on them you want to wash them real good but you know i can't tell you how my mama cooked them because she cooked them on the stove the whole day on that's Saturday. how me cook some oh my gosh she had to stand over them she couldn't watch her stories or she couldn't do anything <laughs> couldn't watch news or nothing and uh Man, she would burn them sometimes. And when you walk in and she starts cooking them pinto beans, they smell like sewage. I ain't gonna lie to you. I mean, you know, when I eat pinto beans, what I smell like. That's, 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 <laughs> I don't. I don't think they need to know. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of what it would smell like. And then when she burned them, it just stunk up the whole house because she's older and she'd get carried away. She'd get in there and watch the news or something, or get on the phone with somebody and she'd forget them. You have to constantly add water to those beans, like just. 
over and stir them over. It's a, it's a day process. It's not really worth it. But it's easier in the Instapot now. Oh, the Instapot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I take my soaked beans. I put a about three uh, teaspoons of salt and about two teaspoons of black pepper. That's just my preference. Some people don't. And uh, I like to cube up some ham and I like to cube up some onions. And you take the old Instapot and put it on 45 minutes after you've soaked them like that. And man, just let them set after the Instapot, you know, goes off. You just let it sit on warm and just let them soak. And man, that's, of course, you know, the thing goes with it's cornbread. Now, Amanda's the expert on cornbread, so she can tell you about the cornbread. But you can't have the pinto beans without the cornbread. No, that's true. Hey, what's 120 pinto beans plus 120 kidney beans? A lot of gas. Too farty. <laughs> too, too farty. See, I was close. Too Sorry, far- I just thought that was funny. Too farty. <laughs> too, too farty. All right, so let's talk about the mashed potatoes to go with this well, meal. You want to talk about cook the cornbread for the pintos? Oh, you want me to talk about my cornbread? It's really simple, though. Yeah. I don't. I, the only thing I think I might do different than others. The trick. The trick is I used my cast iron skillet. And I use it for nothing but cornbread. So I have several cast iron skillets and they all have designated items that we use in them. I put oil in it and probably a pretty decent amount of oil. And I put it in the the oven for 400 degrees and I let it warm up. So when my meal goes in the cast iron skillet, batter. my batter, meal's not the right word. Meal corn is meal. Corn, corn meal. Yeah, but you got it mixed yeah. up. It's a batter once you mix it. Well, I hadn't mixed it yet. I hadn't told them. Well, you don't put plain cornmeal in. Oh, hush. (laughs) Lord. Y'all see what I deal with? Anyway, by the time I get ready to put my batter in the cast iron, it is like sizzling and it like crinkles up on the sides and things. It's really interesting. Yeah. So to do this, we are big sunflower users. It's the only It's the only one. And flour. That we'll use, yes, and it's hard to find. Well, since we moved back to Tennessee here in Murfreesboro, they got one, one store. store that sells it. Mississippi, all y'all got some, yeah, you got, it. got sunflower. Yeah, so so hold on to your sunflower because not everybody has access to it. Martha White can't hold a candle. I'll <laughs> <laughs> leave Martha White Bless alone. her heart. Bless her heart. Anyway, so you take your sunflower cornmeal. I don't measure anything because we all know I can't really cook. There's just a few things I can and I put it in the bowl. I put one egg and I use, um, what kind of milk? I'll use whatever milk I got usually, but usually regular, I'll use, yeah, milk. usually I'll use regular milk. And sometimes I, if I have buttermilk, I'll use buttermilk as well. I just mix it up real good and then I dump it in. Yeah. And yeah. it's fabulous. Yeah. When you drop it in there though, I mean, it's just like it's hot, like, hot yeah. grease and it like sizzles kind of the, the, like all the outside starts looking like a hush puppy all of a sudden. Yep, it is. And the kids are always like, whoa, it's really amazing. But it gets that nice crunchy edge to it. Mm. And it's very soft and moist in the middle. Man, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Now, can we talk about the mashed potatoes and gravy? Hey, that's your stuff. All now. right. So I learned this from Mimi. So for mashed potatoes and gravy, I use the same potatoes that you use for a baked potato. I, of course, peel them. I cut them up into little pieces. I put them in a pot and I boil them to they're extremely soft. I then I pour out the excess water and I use regular milk. I use a whole stick of butter. That's the thing. That's the key. That's the heart attack. Use a whole stick of butter, people. If you ain't using a whole stick of butter in your mashed potatoes, they are not that good, I promise. 
And then I use a ton of salt and pepper and I mix it in. I also add milk to it so they're creamy. They're very, very creamy. So you got potatoes, whole stick of butter, milk, salt and pepper. And a tester. And a tester. And I promise we have five testers in this house. When mama makes mashed potatoes, everybody comes running. Yeah, she just stands over the pot with a mixture and like adds salt and pepper, <laughs> takes a clean spoon. Jeff, that's good. Logan, yep. that's good. Allie, Harper, whoever. Yeah, and we like a lot of salt. I mean, don't be don't be shy on the salt. And if remember, a whole stick of butter. That is the key to it right there. Sometimes people will put a little sour cream in it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't like to do that because I don't like to change. Yes, I mean, it depends. I, I've, I've had some really good sour cream mashed taters you know yeah people make them they're, they're I, good but i don't think they're good as leftovers yours are just though. basically southern like they're just the kind you want you know, yeah they're, they're real creamy they're even good by themselves like you know i mean you know you got mm-hmm. a good mashed potatoes when you can just sit there and eat like five spoonfuls you know without anything else and we use a whole bag almost of potatoes but there's five of us yeah yeah and then sometimes the next day i like to make potato cakes oh yeah because they're not good like that's one thing I will say about my potatoes. They're not good reheated. They get watery consistency to them for some reason. So we usually eat them all or he'll use them for potato cakes. Yeah. Potato cakes are disgusting, by the way. Whatever. You're crazy, man. I could be crazy, but they are nasty. I love them. You want to tell them how you make potato cakes? I don't. Oh, yeah, sure. For leftover yeah, potatoes? Simple. You just take the mashed taters and you can either take cornmeal or flour or a little bit of both. Mix up an egg. Maybe just a hair of milk, but you just, you want it to form like a little patty, right? Like, remember when you made mud pies when you were a little kid? You want it to kind of make a patty, and then you can take that cast iron, get get some oil hot, and put a little salt and pepper and onion in that mixture there. So, you know, flour, potatoes, onion, salt and pepper, and uh, just patty them out, as my mom called them, tater patties. And you just fry them real golden brown, and man, those things are good too, though. I mean, Mm-mm. some people call them potato cakes. If maybe you guys know what I'm talking about, potato cakes. But man, that's good stuff. If you can't eat ketchup on it and it's fried, I can't. You eat don't it. even need ketchup on it, but you can. No, potato, potato patties are good. Yeah, but you should try them. If you've never tried them, try <laughs> them and good, see for yourself. Good stuff. All right, the last recipe we're going to share today is Mimi's biscuits. You better write this down because I'm telling you, these are smack dab the best biscuits ever right i think so yes so again i have two pans i use for biscuits only and i put my oil in first and i heat it up just like i did my cornbread that 400 degrees so it's sizzling hot i don't use as much oil on this one you use probably two tablespoons maybe if i had to measure it out just so that my biscuits will not stick i use sunflower and what I do is I get I get wax paper, I lay it out, I use sunflower and milk, but it has to be buttermilk and oil. Real buttermilk Real. or fat-free? Fat oh, goodness no. gracious. Who does fat-free? We, we no. We fat-free in this house. <laughs> we ain't going fat. We are fat. free of fat. <laughs> I wish. I wish, but we got plenty of fat, right? Yeah, yeah I know. We can't be, we just can't be free. <laughs> All right, so you take your buttermilk and you combine it with your flour and then you add probably a tablespoon, two tablespoons of oil in there. And that is the key to making them moist and make sure they stay, the kids don't like them when they get hard. 
So that oil actually helps the interior of it to make sure they stay soft. After that, this is a key point to this. You mix it up. Don't over mix it because it will get hard. Then you pour it on your wax paper and I kind of put it in a log shape, but I'm very gentle with it. And then I pinch each biscuit. Don't cut them. Don't flatten them. Pinch them. And then I put them in the cast iron skillet and I cook them on 400. And what will happen is you'll get that nice golden brown on top and bottom and you, you get that great fluffy center. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, when you do that, when you pinch them apart individually like that, they uh, it's like almost having a separator, you know, yep. like an imaginary separator. Because when they come out, they come out, was it five? Is it five? Six. I usually six. do six. A center biscuit and then three on each side. Yeah. And yeah. it works out. It looks like a Marie Calendar pan, you know, how it just comes out in a little. They're just, beautiful, they aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll post a picture on Facebook for you to see. Yeah, yeah. We may have to, I may have to make some of those and. You want to do a video of us cooking? Maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Give us know. some feedback. If you want to see us cook the items we talked about today, let us know. We'd definitely do that. This is the end of the show. Sorry we've been gone for a little bit. Mama's had to travel. Yeah. Dad's had to raise the kids. That's right. We had to swap out. Hey, did you know your hair's gotten grayer this week? Yes. I believe it. <laughs> some of it's fallen out, too. Oh, dear. Y'all bless his heart is all I can tell you. All right. I am Amanda Umfress. And I am Jeff Umfress. And thank you for listening to us. We appreciate your listenership and we just thank you. And if you have any feedback, you're always welcome to share it at southerndipity at yahoo.com. Thanks, Bye. Guys.